here on this Friday evening, not night, evening. Obviously, the LSU Tigers are going to be playing tonight, so we want to get the show in uh, before the game so we would not be interrupting because, and I mean, of course, of course, we want to watch, obviously. Um, so, Kentucky again tonight and hopefully tomorrow. I'm kind of surprised. They're, they're – was speculation and it even sounded like there was plans to have a double header today. Yeah. Um, but Jay Johnson after the game last night uh, kind of made it known that sounds like that plan had changed back to the original schedule. Uh, so no double header today. Um, just tonight's game and then get it in tomorrow. Uh, hopefully uh, I have, honestly haven't looked at the weather, Zach. I, I don't know how bad it looks. Um, for tonight, there's, there's pretty much nothing tonight. It looks yeah, like everything is going to be tomorrow. Um, and it looks like it's going to teeter off. Like, I, I if, if anything's going to happen, I think they'll probably push the start time back. Yeah. Um, and we'll have a later start time. The rain's supposed to hit kind of in the morning tomorrow with okay. a low percentage. Uh, then yeah. you kind of got some higher percentages around midday and then it kind of teeters off. So I think we'll. I think we'll be good for tomorrow, no matter what. They're going to get a game in. Yeah, that, that's. I didn't think it was like the South Carolina case scenario where it was literally yeah. raining all day. Uh, it's it's, yeah. it's not you know no way of getting around. Right, yet. right, right, right. I, I think they're going to get it in tomorrow, so no no worries. I think they they realized that, and that's why they went back to the original schedule. Yeah. Um. So game night game one was last night. We'll 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 get you a little recap on that. We'll discuss some things with that. Um, uh, Tigers get the win, obviously, 16-6. to six. They run rule in the eighth. Um, we'll give you a little preview of tonight's game and, and Saturday's game as well. Uh, and then we'll give you a little transfer portal update in around uh, the two basketball programs. Lots of stuff happening uh, on that front, and so we want to get you an update for all of that. Uh, some good news, some really good news um, on, on the portal front uh, for, for the basketball programs. Um, man, I, I've been waiting to hear Haley Van Lift. That's what I've been waiting on. Uh, maybe Zach's got a little update on that for us. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Uh, we, we've kind of, I've been kind of taking care of the men's, kind of keeping up with that. And Zach's been on top of the women's. So we'll, we'll kind of divvy it up that way. Uh, once we get to that, that, uh, session. Uh, so y'all fire away all your comments. Uh, we'll get to as many as we possibly can as we discuss things. Uh, obviously, you can comment on whatever we're discussing at that moment. Uh, if you want to interject with anything, uh, we'll, we'll pop it up there and we'll talk about it as well. Uh, Zach, real quick, uh, spring spring uh, football update. Uh, just briefly before we get into the recap of last night, because uh, there is a good bit to talk about last night. Um Brian Kelly went to the podium, uh, I think it was two days ago, um, gave a little update on Greg Brooks and Major Burns. Both of them are dealing with some leg injuries. Greg Brooks uh, will be back. They're, they're going to shut Major Burns down. Uh, so don't be too alarmed by that. Uh, Brian Kelly doesn't seem to be too worried about it, just precautionary. Um, and Major Burns is going to be healthy and back for – uh, the summer uh, time workout, so no, nothing to worry about there. Greg Brooks is actually going to be back in spring football at some point, um, but he has mentioned that uh, he has mentioned that Ryan Yates and some young guys, because of this, are, are getting some great, really great reps. So th that's really positive to hear. And it sounds like Ryan Yates is doing a great job. A uh, little bit else on, on spring football uh, with Josh Williams and, and some of those John Emery. 
And, and I think Josh Williams has been dealing with a little injury, uh, yeah. kind of resting. Um, John Emery is uh, academic. They want him to focus completely on his schooling this spring. So no spring football for him. But it's been Noah Kane and, and Trey Holly mostly. So Trey Holly again, another freshman, getting great reps. Um, yeah. So overall, massive. yeah, absolutely. Overall, you're, you're getting these new enrollees great time and, and great looks um, in this offseason. So, I mean, it's really a positive, uh, I think. Uh, I mean, obviously you want your guys out there learning and growing and, and getting better, uh, your veterans. But uh, to get these freshmen, you know, the work that like, like this so early on in, in their career at LSU is big, big time. Uh, and I think Trey Holly uh, has the potential to be really good. And boy, I'm looking forward for Caleb Jackson when he finally makes it. Me too. He's kind of a bruiser, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a transfer portal for uh, football opens up. I think back again tomorrow. Uh, the last thing that really Brian Kelly hit on with the portal was that uh, this is not going to be really a time when he's looking for anything like like impacting the starting positions, like. He's not looking for for that type of player uh, this go round in the portal window. Uh, more depth players, so uh, that's some good news on that front. Hopefully, especially like on the offensive line, we need some depth. Uh, obviously, we got Lunsford. Uh, he's going to be coming in the summer. Uh, there's a, 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 a not a tackle, a center freshman All American uh, who who just went in the portal from A and M. So maybe keep an eye out on that guy. Um, I'm trying to remember his name, but it'll come back to me. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll mention it later. But that's got to look out for an all-American freshman who's in the portal now. Uh, obviously, if you want depth, you go get somebody like that. Uh, yeah, who's got some years um, left in eligibility. All right, Zach. Let's get into last night's game. I see some comments about uh, the the lineup tonight, um, which we'll get into in the second. Absolutely, because it's gonna be it's gonna be impacted by by what happened. Zach, I guess let's just talk about the game itself and then let's discuss injuries because I think injuries is something we got to discuss. Yeah. Um, because they seem to be piling up a little bit uh, as of late. So, Zach, what was your takes on, on last night's game? Uh, obviously, I mean, you run ruled them. Uh, yeah. So you're really excited about that. But, I mean, what, what were your takeaways from last night's game? Outside of the biggest thing that we're going to talk about from this game, um, it was very relaxing. I could just sit back and enjoy it, yeah. you know. Yeah. No stress, you know. It feels like here recently there's been a lot of stress with, you know, of course, the the bullpen and their struggles sure. with command, and also just you know all the injuries that we've had to the bullpen. So like, it's been kind of stressful uh, here and there, especially in SEC play. Trying to see, I mean, obviously we went from last weekend, which was arguably, which not even arguably, which was. Right the most stressful and just miserable uh, time to watch uh, LSU baseball. They just, everything was going wrong and you were yeah. able to escape, um, you know, that weekend and go one yeah. and one. And so we went from that weekend, which was, you know, you got injuries, your bullpen's not pitching great. They're hitting yeah. dingers off, you know, skeins, you know, they they beat the dog out of you game one. They were beating the dog out of you game two. The weather canceled game. All this, all of this, just everything going wrong, like we talked about in the last podcast. You went from that to, oh, man, I can just sit <laughs> here and enjoy this game because LSU's bats are on fire and they are absolutely demolishing um this team right now and that, that's really what i took from it i mean it was so nice just to get sit back relax and enjoy it and man lsu bat the lsu bats came alive and made that possible um and a lot of times it was with the two outs obviously in the first inning all of almost all the damage was done with two outs yeah um so i really enjoyed that you know I thought it was hilarious in the first inning which everybody's been talking about it I thought it was hilarious in the first inning that you intentionally walk uh cruise to get <laughs> to get to Tommy like it's just it's a lose lose situation so yeah. I loved that you know they started off hot I love that Paul Skeens came out uh firing on all cylinders the first inning obviously the thing that people are going to discuss um from that game was you know was Paul Skeens off um and I will say this I agree he was off a little yeah um yeah. but dude he was off a little 
and he put up 13 strikeouts. Like, <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. Like, he is going to get his no matter what. No, um, no. I'm so I like the little dippiness. I, I, I did. I, I did. I like you know, I mean, he got hit. now he got hit on a little bit, and his command wasn't. Uh, wasn't he was probably hearing it. He was probably hearing it from them. For sure, for sure, because you know they were probably talking about how they were hitting on him, and now they probably, you know, obviously right. this was the most, obviously this was his worst outing. It, you know, it was his worst outing, and yet it was his best strikeout number. It's, it's, it's confusing, <laughs> like, you know, like he pitched phenomenal, uh, but he got touched here and there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was, you know, I can't remember exactly what inning it was, but they hit three straight singles up the middle. They, they got them. Yeah. Um, they were making pretty good contact. They were sitting sitting fastball and you know they were able to to barrel them up a couple of times um but i'm not worried like at all i know some people are kind of worried about it like i am not worried at all about paul skeens like paul oh, skeens no. is gonna get his there's plus no we have to think to like you know there's a couple of plays that were made um that were not made i should say that you know caused some runs you know jordan thompson yeah. it was ruled a hit i honestly think it was an error yeah, um it was jordan thompson should have turned he should have turned two in the second inning. Uh, of course, we had uh, Tommy White's error. Like, I think there was two or three runs that, you know, really you can, you know, put an asterisk by and go, these probably don't count towards teams if the yeah. defense, you know, is a little bit more clean. So, you know, I, I'm not worried about skeins at all. Did he get touched a little bit? Yes. Was his command not as uh, you know, was it his command elite? No, but guess what? It was still good. It was still <laughs> really good. Um, I mean, he only walked one batter. Um, so I'm not worried about skeins at all. Just to address that, yeah, he, he did what he needed to do. I we I mentioned on text, we just need him to extend. That's all we need. We know we just need him to extend, and we knew that was going to happen. Um, and that's exactly what he did. He went six innings. You absolutely needed that, which is massive right now for LSU. You're gonna need the same thing tonight. We'll get into that, but yeah, that was that was huge. Um, you know, obviously, you know, the two grand slams was awesome, which was the first time that they've done that since guess when, Reagan? When? Two thousand and nine. Wow, been a minute. Been a minute, but well, we know what happened. Mikey Ma took in the mix of that. I'm sure. Obviously, I'm sure he was. Um, two grand slams in 2009, the last year that LSU also won the Natty. So, yeah. you know, kind of a cool coinky dink there. But, um, anyways, so, you know, I, the job that JT has done, we, we continue oh. we've continued to say this, Man. you know, multiple times, like he just doesn't get credit for the job that he's done. And Nobody's I think it's better than him right now. I don't think. I don't yeah. Think I mean, he's, he, he's hot right now. I mean, he, he is the best hitter, I think, in your lineup right now. And he's got four home runs in a row. Huh? I think you're getting a little feedback. Oh, we're good now, I think. Um, but, you know, he's hit four home runs in as many games. And, you know, dude, let's, I, hope, I hope he continues it, you know. Like, yeah, another one night, man. Um, it, it's been so good to see also the older guys – um, like Beloso and, and Gavin, I know, I know we're going to discuss the Gavin, you know, but yeah, those older guys, you know, get hits, you know, and just be, be really good in the lineup and, and produce. So I'm really excited. Uh, I really think this is a weekend series. Um, you know, I, I think you're going to get two. I would love to see you sweep. Um, but obviously the biggest news Reagan, which we need to discuss on the game was the injury to Gavin Dugas. Um, yeah. It seems like LSU just can't catch a break. I tweeted it last night, and I was like, I guess the baseball gods, like, just hate LSU. <laughs> like, they just don't want LSU to compete for a national championship this year because <laughs> you had really good depth in the bullpen, and all of those arms have virtually, as of now, been wiped out. Um, you have a guy who has been extremely hot at the plate, one of the best hitters in the country, and Gavin Dugas, yeah. and he gets injured, like, you, we, we, we failed to, for, uh, to, to mention, and it's easy to forget, you know, the injury to Tommy White that he had. At the beginning. No doubt. Like, no doubt. He, he came back, obviously, but, dude, LSU has just been constantly hit with the injury bug this year, and yeah. it's annoying, and it sucks, and I'm tired of it. I mean, three straight games you've had an injury. Three straight – you had Garrett, Garrett, Garrett Edwards against South Carolina. You had uh, Paxton Kling against Tulane, and then last night you had the Dugas injury. Yep. It's extremely frustrating. 
Um, I'm tired of it. Baseball gods. I, I mean, that's why there, there's only one God because you don't exist and you suck because <laughs> I hate this. I hate this. I'm tired of it. Um, and uh, Ryan says it's the number one ranking. It's a curse. Uh, that might be true. Not. Maybe it's not the not baseball not. gods. Maybe it's just bad juju because they're number one. We, we've been bit by the injury bug. We need to move on somewhere else. We need else. to move on. Like, stop. Please, injury bug, stop. We need we need to bring in the exterminator or, or call, <laughs> call somebody and go go to the store, get some bug spray, something. I don't know. I'm tired of it. Um, go to the doctor, find some bug spray. I, I don't know. what's We, we got to have something happen here because I'm tired of seeing it happen. You know, it, I mean, it, it just it, – it at this time of year, injuries begin to happen. And how are you, how is the team going to respond to adversity? That's what I want to yeah. see because you have some adversity right now, and your your yeah. your lineup's not going to be as as deep without no. Gavin in it. Um, as far as like an update, Zach, I would say he probably from what I've gathered, he popped his shoulder out, yeah. and they popped it back in, and so dude's going to sit a few a, a few games. I mean, it's going to be like a Tommy White I, situation. I would expect him to be back. If that's the case, if that's the significance of the injury, if it's, you know, dislocated shoulder, they popped it back yeah. in. If yeah. that's the significance, I would expect to see him back next weekend against Ole Miss. Um, I would think they're going to sit him this game, sit him against uh, the in the midweek, and then um, – bring him back against Ole Miss. That's that's what I'm hoping to see. I I wouldn't expect him uh to be maybe at a position that early. Like maybe a DH um like they did with Tommy cuz I I can't remember. I think was it his glove arm or was it throwing arm? It was He's right-handed. I'm pretty sure it was right. Right. It, yeah, it was his it was his throwing so arm. So, he you know, you may have to see him in a DH role for a little bit uh if you want him in the lineup that bad. Um, so we'll, we're just going to, have to keep an eye on that, which Jay Johnson, I, I mean, I don't know why is that, but Jay Johnson never gives injury updates. He just, he just never does. Yeah, uh, like I'm going to tell y'all right now, Chase Shores, Garrett Edwards, you, you might as well write them for the season. Like I, I'm, 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 I hate to say that, but like Jay Johnson ain't going to tell you. He, he, he just never has. He did yeah. it last year. He just doesn't. Doesn't give you injury updates. I, I don't know what that is with his co- coaching philosophy, uh, but he just doesn't give injury updates. And yeah. I'm telling you right now, I don't think you should expect um, Garrett Edwards or Chase Scherz back. But Zach, on the injury front, there is some good news. There is some good news. Not not only that that Gavin somewhat got a positive report, and it's not as bad as maybe it seemed. Because at first, Zach, I was worried that he had torn like an oblique muscle. Yeah, and if you like torn an oblique muscle, like that's it's gonna be a long time. Because I mean, if you tear your oblique, you're not swinging a bat like for a while. I mean, you're talking about twisting and torquing, like you're gonna feel that every time, and that's gonna be a long process to heal. So I'm really glad it was a shoulder and not like a torn oblique. Um, But in, in terms of pitching, we got bit by the injury bug. Chase Shores, you know, Grant Taylor, Garrett Edwards. Here's an update from Ryan Terrio today on Javen Coleman. Javen Coleman an arm, bro. is going to come back by the end of the season, some point this season, hopefully soon. Was do, was throwing bullpen the other day. His fastball was 95-96. Javen was not throwing 95-96 before his yeah. surgery. Hey, he look, Chris, Chris uh, Demui is in here, so maybe he can give us some – you know, small yeah, inside. Dumuy, yeah, absolutely. Demui, maybe you can confirm that. But I heard from Terrio uh, today on AFR, 95-96, he was thrown in his bullpen, and, like, it, it looks good. Like, it looks, like, better than he was before. And Javen was a solid left-handed pitcher uh, before he injured himself. Uh, so that is some huge news um, in terms of, you know, the future and, and this – and getting healthy in terms of our staff. But we're just going to need guys to step up. It is what it is. Um, because right now, Zach, I, I'm I'm counting Garrett Edwards and Chase Shores as gone. Like, that's just my mindset. Like, I'm not going to yeah. keep my hopes up with those guys. Expect um, disappointment, don't get disappointed. <laughs> yes. So, Zach, another thing about last night, you scored – I text this to you. You scored 16 runs, Trey Morgan, Dylan Cruz – and Gavin Dugas did not have a single hit. Like, yep. 
and you scored 16 runs. I think you're okay. Like honestly, like you're you're going to yeah. be okay. This team is deep enough, and honestly, the pitching staff has been really stinking hurt. But the pitching staff has the arms. They just need guys to step up. They need Thatcher yeah. Hurd and Ty Floyd to be Thatcher Hurd and Ty Floyd. We need yep. Bryce Collins to look like he did like last year. We need Sammy Dutton to do what he did a few times in the weekend series last year. Um, mm. Like you have the depth on this team. Like Nick Atkinhausen, he's going to be back eventually. You, you'll get that arm back because you know his wasn't an arm injury; it was a hamstring. So, yeah, like it, it we're going to be okay. This Jay has done a great job of bringing arms in to where we're not super thin. I mean, if this happens last year, we're devastated. Oh, we it's, are yeah. devastated. You're at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. So this year, you you got arms and and you got plenty of them. Um. So you just need guys to step up and do what they do. And Christian Little, I didn't mention him. Uh, Christian Little needs to be doing what Christian Little was doing at the beginning of the season. We know the talent is there. The talent is there. Um. So that is what it is. Last night, um, you, you got to deal with another injury. Uh, it's just part of it, Zach. I mean, it's just part of it. How do you face adversity? Because I, I don't think this team has faced much adversity. And here these past two weekends, they've really seen some adversity, and, and I think they've responded great so far. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, next dude up. And, and you know, Jay, I feel like, has kept guys ready um, and, and given guys reps and at-bats to where if something like this happens, you know, you can step you can step a guy. I mean, Kling, it sucks to lose Kling because Kling is such a stinking good player. And you'd like to throw him in the lineup every now and then, you know, as like a like at the end of the game to close a game out. Like you want a great defensive lineup, you run Kling out there because Kling has elite speed to chase a ball down. Um, but you've had Braden Joe Bear, you've had Trey Morgan, and you've had Josh Pearson who've gone out there and got a lot of at-bats and a lot of time out in the field. So you can fill that spot really well. Ben Napolt has yeah. a lot of experience early on in the season. Started the a lot of games. Early so on, yep. he'll plug in. He may not be the best bat, but his defense sure is elite. Um, so you 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 plug and play, man. Uh, it, it just is what it is. Let's respond to adversity well, uh, and and let's hopefully we can go out and get this series win against Kentucky. And the well, good news is you have faced the hardest part of your schedule early. And injuries happening right now aren't so crucial because your schedule is going to lighten up a little bit. So we do have an update on um, the lineup. I know LSU has not released it yet, but um, Leah Van has. Trey Moore is going to lead off tonight. Uh, I did see a question. I think Robert, which – Robert, I think this is our first time seeing you, man, so appreciate you joining us. He said he was a first-time – or somebody said they're a first-time watcher. Corey Keys. Welcome in, Corey. Appreciate What's you Corey? joining in. Oh, Corey Keys. First time Appreciate listener. that, man. I'm wrong, Mississippi. Hey, from Mississippi. Let's go. Shout out Let's to go. Sip. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Uh, so he he asked uh, who y'all think le- leads off tonight. I'm thinking Thompson should get a look. I did think that, but uh, Trey Morgan is the answer. Uh, they yep. released it not long ago. Trey Morgan will lead off Dylan Cruz in second, Tommy White at third, Kay Beloso fourth, Jared Jones fifth, Braden Jobert sixth, Jordan Thompson seventh, Ben Napolt at eight, and Alex Malazzo at nine. I, I'm confident in that lineup still. Hey, how about um, Malazzo getting the walk off too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, and I, I think I understand that it's like a it's a crappy situation to have Gavin Dugas go down. Sure. But listen. It couldn't have happened at a bet at a worse or I should say better time because yeah. right now Brandon Jobert's hot, yeah, um, and Jordan Thompson's hot. So guys that are at the bottom of your lineup, um, they're swinging the stick really well. And then Beloso's obviously been extremely consistent. And then of course Dylan Dylan Cruz, Tommy White, and Trey Morgan, they're going to get theirs. So yeah. you know, and if you get if you get a hit. You know, a hit, just one hit or two out yeah. of, you know, guys like Milazzo and Napolt. Or if you get, you know, a walk and a, a sacrifice bunt, you know, out of those guys, LSU is going to be fine. They're going to be yeah. fine in these games. Yeah. So um, as as crappy as it is um, <laughs> to, to have to see Gavin Dugas go down, um, fully expect to uh, for LSU to still get theirs. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right, Zach. I think we've covered just about everything from last night. By, Which, by uh, the way, Robert said get some bubble wrap for Gavin. Yeah, no, kidding. no kidding, man. Like, I, put them all in bubble I wrap. Freaking hate one of them. When, when as soon as I saw him rolling, I was like, no, no, not. He's finally healthy and he's having a, such a great season. I was like, no. Ah, it is. Hopefully, what it he's is. back soon. It is what it is. Uh, Zach, I think that's about all for last night. I mean, great opening innings. Uh, from the offensive side, man, Drake. I think, like like you said, Braden Joe Bear is getting hot at the right time. You know when we need him to. Um, I think Ty bounced back and shuts him down. I, I sure hope so. I sure hope so. Ty needs to give us at least five good innings. That's really what I want. Yep. And and honestly, four innings is is kind of my like with how they've been playing lately. If you could get through four with really managing to like hold them to one or two runs i'm happy if you get to five and you hold them to one or two runs really nice really nice i'm ner- honestly zach i'm nervous um uh, about the next two games not from a offensive standpoint because by the way zach lee their their pitcher uh, who has been in their rotation <laughs> it he's not uh set to start so looks like Kentucky has some kind of injury with him. Um, he would be typically their guy to go. Uh, but Logan Martin is going tonight. And, and their other starter, I think – I'm Zach Lee, too. Tyler Bosma is their other starter as well. At least that's the – the probable uh, that's been what's well, been listed as their probable starter. Uh, they were TBA, and of course, we saw Zach Heiss uh, last night, and then it's yeah. Logan Martin, uh, Tyler Bosma. So, um, you're not going to get their best guy. Um, so offensively, I'm not too worried. But what Kentucky does really well, and they did it well last night, was bunt and move guys over and get them in, and they did yeah. it really well. So, we've got to score runs. To beat this team, yep. Um, I'm not worried about that, but I'm like, how many run? Like, we've also kind of limit them, limit them. Uh, like, honestly, Zach, I, I would not have been upset if he would have put Ben Napolt at third, having Gavin getting hurt, uh, and, and working in uh, Nate, I, which I don't know if uh, Tommy has ever played second base, but like, as many times as they laid that bunt down the line, and as well as they did last night. It gave Tommy problems, uh, and I would have liked, you know, it would be nice to see Ben Napolt there because he's fast, he's quick, and and his his glove to hand is 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 smooth and can get the ball out quick. And obviously, he's faster than Tommy is. Yeah. Um, but I, I fully understand him still being at third. Like I fully get that. I'm not dogging Jay at all for his lineup, but they're going to do that, and, and they seem to do it well. So how can how well will they do it? You know, without Paul Skeens on the mound, uh, that's my concern. Well, I think the biggest thing, and we already mentioned it, but I, I'll reiterate it: the biggest thing tonight is can Ty get you five or six? Like he he has yeah. to get you five or six. And you know, I think I think if he gives you five or six innings, you you give yourself the best chance to win for sure. You know, and then you know who who do they bring in after him? I, to me, Reagan, I think they're going to go Gavin Gidry. I really do. I think this is let Ty ride as long as possible. You know, maybe he gives up one, two, three runs here or there. Um, let let him ride as long as possible. And then go to Gavin Gidry. Um, you don't think they would go to Herring? I think Herring's going to start tomorrow. Christian Little's already been named the starter. Oh, was he really? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, then, yeah, uh, if – I did not know that. When, when did they announce that? Uh, Leah Van put it on before the weekend started. Oh, I must have missed that. I must have missed that. Um, okay, so Christian Little is starting on Saturday. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, well, I still, I still think we're going to see either he's going to come in tonight uh, and like be the guy after Ty Floyd. But if Ty Floyd goes a long way, we're going to see a lot of herring. I think. I think Aaron yeah. is going. Herring is going to extend at some point this week. Both Herring and Gidry's roles are definitely going to be increased. Increase. Yes, um, 
maybe we see Ackenhausen this weekend. Maybe is he fully healthy yet or not? I don't. We we don't know. We don't know because Jay hasn't updated anything. We haven't heard anything on the update. So maybe you see Ackenhausen this weekend because he's he's had some time now to heal. Um, mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't know. Uh, Collins obviously uh, Collins obviously is there. Um, Dutton's obviously still available. You know, you still got because of what Skeens did last night, and because hey, hey, look, I know we didn't mention it, but Cooper looked good last night. He looked good. Yeah, he did. He was locating his pitches very well. He was locating. He really his, was. Yes, I mean, he was putting guys away. It was really good. He was getting ahead in the count. Like it was. I was very impressed. I think that yeah. you know, outside of the start that he had, that was the most impressive that I've seen him this year. So uh, it was felt good to see that because I, I tweeted it out a few days ago, like. Because of these injuries, you're going to have to have certain guys step up. And you mentioned it earlier, but Hurd, Little, Cooper, those are the three specific ones I mentioned. You know, those are veteran guys. Those are guys that you absolutely have to have step up. And obviously, Gidry and Herring are coming along. That's perfect. You need guys that are veteran that can step up and do what they're supposed to do, do what we know they can do, and then young guys come along to help aid in that. So – <laughs> that was very positive. Um, if if Ty can go a long way tonight, I, I expect to see I expect to see Gidry. I really do. I think Gidry is the first out of yeah. the pen tonight. Okay. Um, depending on how long Ty goes. If Ty yeah. goes five or six, I think Gidry's the first out of the pen. You know, if he gets bumped early, you know, second, third inning, then I think we're gonna see Herring and then Gidry. Um yeah. Yeah. you need to win tonight. I really think you need to win tonight. Um if you lose tonight, you put yourself in a very vulnerable position on uh, sure. Saturday. Yeah, no doubt. Um, because their Saturday guys, probably their most experienced guy that they're throwing this weekend. Um, I mean, he's got a four and two record. Uh, um, so the guy tonight is one and one. hasn't had as many appearances as 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 Bosma had. So uh, you really like to to finish the series off tonight. Um, you know. With the start this, this that we have seen, uh, the schedule wise, uh, you know, my whole idea is get two out of three. Um, look, a lot of people, Zach, I want to talk about this a little bit. Okay, I want to talk about this a little bit. And I know I, I was kind of upset about it, and I know you were, I know you were upset about it last week too. Um, but what you saw last night from Kentucky was very similar to what Jay Johnson did against South Carolina uh, game one. The reality of baseball is you're not just trying to win one specific game. You want to win the series. That's the goal is to win the series. So you can't you can't go all in on one game unless it's the final game of the series uh, and, and blow your arms for the weekend and set yourself up to lose the weekend. Um, now I think Jay could have handled that a little bit better last week, um, in, in terms of like, like leaving Dutton out there a little bit longer. Uh, I, I don't, I kind of question his choice to go to Bucknam. Um, I, I would have, I'd rather see him like go to Bryce Collins maybe instead of, especially Buckman. when you knew the weather was like, you knew right. you probably weren't even getting a game in. You know, no doubt. No in. doubt. Yeah, especially with that, that that definitely played in a, a, another part of that. Like, you don't know if you're going to get all three games, so maybe handle this a little bit more aggressively. Yep. But, like, Mingione, I feel like, treated it like that last night. Like, you just can't, re- like, go all in on games. You really need to set yourself up to be successful the whole, the whole weekend. And you know what's really great is we didn't have to throw Cooper – you know, an extra inning last night or, or, yeah. or run another guy out there to close the ninth out because you run ruled him. I honestly was was so hoping that we could have got the – Yes, in the seventh. So – because Cooper would have been at like 11 pitches. Uh, I think yeah. he only ended up throwing like 20-something. So, I think if you absolutely had to, you could use Cooper oh, again. Yeah. You probably um, you probably see him again on Saturday if you need him. Yeah, if you needed to use him Saturday, I think you could. Um, so, right now in terms of, of – Pitching, I think you're you're set up pretty well, um, but I'm Zach. the The fielding has concerned me a little bit lately. Like I'm not yeah. I'm not saying it's horrible, but it, it has definitely taken a step back from where it was at the end of the season. I mean, we were for a long time we were one and two in the country, 
Uh, we're still one and two. Like Kentucky and LSU are both the best fielding teams uh, in the SEC. They like, and they still are. Um, but in terms of like the country, which you, you don't have to be the best in the country fielding, it, you know, you're ninth now. So you've seen a little bit step back on it. Um, which I don't think any of them have kind of gotten in their heads. I think last year Jordan really got into his own head, uh, and it, it, it really prolonged those problems. Uh, so I'd really love to see them shore up the defense uh, the next two days because you're really going to need to uh, in in the way that they play their game because Kentucky's going to make you uh, – they are going to make you make plays to yeah. get outs. Um, and, and they have done small ball so well and for so long. Like they're not going to drive the ball out of the park. They're just not. Uh, I think they have like 22 home runs on the season. It's like last in the SEC. But they they're also like one of the top scorers in the SEC because they yeah. what they do they do it all the time and they do it well. Yeah. Um, like LSU is not that we don't we don't play small ball because we don't have to. Kentucky does they and they and Nick Mangione has made his lineup to do that and they do it really well. So we really got to shore up the defense and and be top notch. Like you know when Jordan Thompson has an opportunity to turn two. Uh, you got to turn to, especially when Paul Skeens ain't on the mound. You, I mean, you got to make that play. Yeah, Paul Skeens is a guy where you know that may that sucks that he didn't get that 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 double play there, but you can tr- trust Paul Skeens to kind of you know get you over the hump. Um, I, I think it get real interesting. I mean, the next two days could be really interesting if they're able to do uh, um, what they did against Skeens against like Floyd. And Christian Little, because I think he could get haywire uh, uh, a lot faster because they they don't. Con- I mean, so far Little and her and, and Floyd have not been able to command their pitches like Skeens has at all. Uh, yeah. So if you're walking guys and putting guys on base, it's sure, gonna get bad. It'll get really bad. It'll get really bad. So that's my thought. I mean, that's my biggest concern the next two days. Yep. Let's get to some comments, Reagan, um, and then Absolutely. let's. Uh, transition into a break and also just kind of begin to discuss um of course basketball and the transfers i know you've you've been you know diving head first into all of the men's basketball transfers and i mean really you've been texting me i randomly get really texts at work and you're like this guy this guy this guy and i'm like what the heck bro <laughs> dude i i'm telling you i'm pumped look that's good hey the matt mcmahon Make a uh, McMahon's makeover 2.0 is looking nice. I, I'm just saying that we'll, we'll get to it. Hey, year two for these, these you know, obviously Brian Kelly was a new coach. Um, Kim Mulkey, new coach, Jay Johnson, new coach. Year two's that Mary. year, <laughs> yeah. Year two has kind of been that year. I mean, Brian Kelly is heading into year two looking like he might have a national championship, uh, contending team. Kim Mulkey won the national championship in year two. Yeah. Jay Johnson has the LSU baseball at number one in the country and the favorite to uh, go a, a heavy favorite to go to Omaha and be is a Jay Clark in year two at the um, gymnastics. Is this Jay Clark's second year in gymnastics? By the way, shout it out might to be the gymnastics team. Head yeah, they're going to the national championship. championship. Final four. Yeah, they're competing for a national championship. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what year they're in. Uh, or Jay, that Jay Clark is I want to say it's the second year, but it I'm could not, be. I'm but hey, year two, year two is the year, man. That's um, a year. So you know, a lot of good things. So hopefully, Matt McMahon, you know, can make a drastic change from year one to year two. Obviously, this past year was not uh, not good at all. Not not enjoyable a lot of times to watch. But you could kind of see the progress here and there. Uh, they yeah. are always competing. They were always still fighting. Um, yeah. so yeah, there's, you're still going to have that. Um, and I, I love to see what the talent looks like this year. Once he solidifies that roster. Um, yeah. all right. Tyler Townsend said he likes Trey leading off. Um, Ryan's just like, just get somebody that gets on base. He's, he's Trey's got experience leading off. That's, I think that's why he he's does. the guy going there. He does. Uh, Ryan also said that Tommy has a little trouble fielding bunts. Yeah. He did have that one last night that he, uh, he kind of like sat down and waited for it to come to his glove and then threw over. You got to charge it, man. And you got to either barehand it or glove it um, charging. So we'll see. Um, Tyler Townsend said Heron is going to step up big. Man, he has stepped up big already, in my opinion. But I think Looks he's going to yeah. 
I think he's going to continue to step up. No doubt. Um, and Tyler Townsend mentions the seven-footer. Uh, of course, yes, we're getting- Will Bake. So that'll lead us into our break. Let's let's take a quick break here, and then we will get into uh, college basketball, specifically the transfer portal, what LSU's uh, lost, what LSU has coming in, yes, uh, both men's and women's. We'll be right, right after this. Five-star hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem and at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Brian, right back at it to discuss some basketball uh, off-season updates. Hey, Zach, I, I, I know you're about to talk to women's, but hey, shout out to Alexis Morris, Morris and, and um, LaDaisia Williams getting drafted uh, in the WNBA draft. Um, um, the Connecticut, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, man. Indiana and Connecticut. Indiana and Connecticut, yes, correct. Daisy went way. to Indiana and uh, yeah. Alexis went to Connecticut. Yeah, 17th and, and 22nd picks overall. Uh, really happy for them and, and excited for them. Um, well-deserved, well-earned, pretty pumped for them. So, Zach, <sighs> I've been waiting for some <laughs> Haley Van Lith news, man. Like, she's a no contact. Yeah. Why ain't we heard nothing yet? I want to hear correct. it. So – What's going on with it? Obviously, it was it was massive, massive news to hear Haley Van Lith had entered the transfer portal. I mean, she is she is one of the best players in the country. Uh, I mean, she's not Caitlin Clark, um, but you know, if if there's another guard out there, um, you know, I would you know, obviously Caitlin Clark is number one. I mean, at, at a guard position in women's college basketball, now she is number one, and really, there's nobody else even close to her. But I would say Haley Van Lith is a top five guard in women's oh, college basketball right now. Um, she's very good. She is she is the reason, I won't say the main reason, but she, well, she's one of the main reasons that Louisville went as far as they did in making it um, to the, uh, the Elite Eight. So, listen, man, that was Matt. When I saw that, I'm going to be honest. My first thought was she's coming to LSU. My first that was my first thought. And I'm not, you know, I've seen other players enter the portal. I've seen, yeah. you know, you have uh who's the who's the uh really good player? Uh Betts. What's her first yeah, name? Yeah, yeah. I'm going Stanford. Blank. Yeah, uh, she entered the portal. Yeah, you know, I've heard I've heard I've heard and seen people talking about her coming to LSU. I really don't think that's happening. I just don't feel that that's gonna happen. Yeah, um, I want to say I want to say she already committed. Let's see. Um, I'm not sure exactly if she has committed I yet. From that, yeah, I could be wrong on that one, but uh, let's see, Haley Van, Lauren Betts. Okay, so she has not committed. I don't think yet. Uh, let's get an update on that real quick. But anyways, uh. Regardless, the first time I saw it, I was like, I really feel like she's going to be an LSU Tiger. And, you know, she may not be. She may not end up being an LSU Bass. Don't tell me that. She may not be. But listen, I (sighs) – we know know everything that that has been put out there, right? So, she is a no contact. So – that's assuming she she is making this decision herself. She is not going to have people come in and try and reach out to her and try and persuade yeah, them. Yeah. So being a no contact is massive. It means she pretty much has already made her decision on where she is going. We have not seen that decision yet, but it's it seems that that is the case. Here's the other thing that we know. Whenever Haley Van Lith was coming out of high school, it was between two teams that she was going to attend, right. and that was Louisville and Baylor. 
And as we know, Baylor <laughs> was where Kim Mulkey was. No doubt. So there is that connection as well. We've yeah. seen players, you know, we have the Le- we have the Alexis Morris story. She went to Baylor, you know, she committed to Kim Mulkey, you know, left for a time and then it ultimately came back and well, of kicked course, off the team. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there, you know, there has been players that have come back to Kim Mulkey. Um, the other thing is we've seen things mentioned about Haley Van Lith and there has been LSU girls basketball players that have specifically liked those things. Um, there has been things mentioned about Haley Van going to LSU, Haley Van Lith going to LSU and current LSU women's basketball players have liked those things. So, um, there's a lot of lot of really positive things going on right now in regards to the potential of LSU landing Haley Van Lith. And if they do, you better watch out. You better watch out because you could potentially have your starting point guard, Haley Van Lith, Michaela Williams, the number one player in the country at the two, Swazze Johnson at the three, Angel Reese at the four, and then Samaya Smith or De La Rosa um, at the five. And that is a dangerous lineup, man. That is scary. And that yeah. also is kind of young with Samaya Smith, uh, Rose, uh, De La Rosa, and um, Michaela Williams but it's got veteran leadership too in Angel Reese. Uh, Flage, of course, will be a sophomore at that point. And then Haley Van List. So we're going to see uh, what happens. Um, Doug's got something on there. Obviously nothing has been uh, announced yet, but let's see. Well, what, what's Doug? So Ryan said Van Litt is working out that Adidas NIL deal so she can get an NIL, <laughs> Nike NIL at LSU. She may not have to because – because Flaje Johnson has the Puma deal. That's true. That's so true. she may not have to. Um, Doug knows said Jocks all but confirmed it this morning. Do tell. Do tell. Do well, tell. I do know that Jocks mentioned. Uh, gosh, I, no, I, I'm not gonna have. To, I, I'm not gonna do that. But I, I remember the other day Jocks mentioned something about Haley Van Lith, and when I read it, I was like, oh boy. So listen. I, I'm not saying it's a done deal, but man, it looks <laughs> likely that Haley Van Lith. Let's go. Is Let's going go. To and go. dude, that is only going to make me want to watch it even more because oh not only not, not only did you win the national championship this past year, but you won the national championship on a roster that really wasn't ready to win a national championship. No doubt, for real. And now yeah. you're bringing arguably a top three guard to this team to add it to Angel Reese and your and number one real, class and the freshman SEC freshman of the year. Yeah. And the number one class like, Oh, Kim Mulkey, bro. Kim Mulkey's taking over and look, women's basketball is here to stay. And if you bring Haley Van Lith, that is just a massive, massive statement. Hey, Zach, um, I don't know if you've seen, but the comments about the DePaul girl, I've been seeing stuff about her tomorrow. And they're yeah. saying that that the girl from DePaul may be coming too. Morrow. Okay, I don't know about. I haven't looked into yeah. this guy. So y'all yeah, are yeah, yeah. me. I may have to. Uh, that means I may have to do some work tonight later. Uh, if you know what I mean, I have done some work already for women's college basketball. Wait, yeah. wait. Um, <laughs> guys, what's her first name? Y'all tell me her first name, guys. Anissa. A n s e e. Okay, I'm gonna have to figure out more information on her because I have. I mean, really, I've been I've been on the the Haley Van Lith train the entire time since she um, since she entered. So, bro, guys, oh my gosh, bro, her numbers. Oh my gosh, what's her numbers? Anissa Morrow this season averaged 25 points and 12 rebounds a game. So she's holy smokes. She's six one, so she's shorter than she's like a she's like a forward. But she's good. 
So Jeez. if she comes, then you know she'd probably be at the four and holy smoke. Angel would be at the five. 20, That's insane. She averaged, she averaged 25 12. Oh my god. Look, guys, I, I understand South Carolina, South Carolina, but next year LSU is going to be the best Jeez. Team, best team well, in the South Carolina in the got gouged by the, the draft. Yeah, LSU is going to be the best team in the SEC, talent-wise, roster-wise. They're going to be the best team in the SEC. And, look, you're going to still have, you know, other players like Kateri Poole is still going to be there, you know. Like, you're going to uh, – you're, you're still going to have Samaya Smith, you know. You're going to have other players. Um, yeah. They need more depth. They do need more depth. Uh, if they they've, – they've kept most of this year. They've kept the nucleus for the most part. I mean – Losing Alexis Morris was massive, but you've kept a really good nucleus. Nucle- I don't even know if I nucleus. You've kept you've kept a really good foundation yeah, yeah. there. So build on the depth because we know that was a problem this past year. Obviously, it didn't matter because you won the national championship. Jeez, but anyways, yeah, I'm really excited, bro. I'm so excited. So as as excited I am as about about women's basketball and the transfers and the potential for this this roster that they might have next year. Reagan, share us the information. Oh, uh, that yeah. you have been following with LSU men's basketball. Because I know probably not a whole lot of people has followed it as much as you have because they, of they the need to be, that man. they had. Bro, yeah. They need to be. Man is – look, so here's the reality, guys. And, and a lot of us – I've been seeing too much McMahon slander, by the way. Like, way too much. After I, I get it after the season we had. But y'all got to realize, dude, build a roster from, from zero. And the dude was just trying to put a team on the floor last year. And so you've you've put now seven players in the portal and eight are gone. KJ's going to the draft. Yep. Um, seven players in the portal, eight in the draft. You have now after today three commits in the portal, and you're also bringing in two guys from uh, – um, the high school ranks, Corey Chess, the number one player in Louisiana, uh, a top recruit in the country, playing at Link Academy over in Branson, Missouri. Dude's going to be good. Like Corey Chess is going to be a really good t- player. Uh, I'm really excited about him. And you brought the, the four-star Mike Williams, uh, who is a guard uh, as well. Um, so those are your two players coming in from the freshman class. So you're talking about five guys, so you still really need to get like three or four more guys in the portal. Uh, and and they're probably going to. So as of right now in the portal, you've added Jalen Cook and Jordan yeah. Wright. Uh, and today you added Will Baker, seven-foot center, uh, transfer from Nevada, used to be at Texas, uh, former top 30 recruit. Guys, all three of these guys, all three of these guys, and I'm about to, I'm about to tell you about two more. All three of these guys can put up 20 points any night. Any night. Jalen Cook's dropped 30. Like, like, by the way, like I don't think people were realizing how good Jalen Cook was <laughs> at, at at Tulane. Like he's going to be really stinking good at LSU. Yeah. Like he's going to be your one next year, probably. Um, like there was two or three games he put up 30 points and multiple games he put up well into the 20s. Um, Jordan Wright is kind of up and down scoring, but when he's on, he's really freaking on. I mean, he has, I think, four games he was over 20 points, uh, and the majority of his games he's scoring within like 13, uh, 12 points per game, and that's why it kind of averages out to 10. He averaged 10 points a game, but he could score into the 20s, but his typical night is like, 13, 12. So that's why you kind of get that average where it's at. Yeah. Um, but Will Baker averaged 16 points a game last year. Uh, I mean, a real presence in the paint. And and just like K.J. Williams could do, could step out and hit a three. Yeah. Will Baker shot 36% from the three this past <laughs> season. Um Probably the best player in the Mountain West. Um, really, really big addition uh, uh, to the the Tigers team, and, and they're not done, Zach. They're not done. Um, many, you've already had two two more visits uh, with guys, and I'll talk about them in just a second. 
But Will Baker is, is uh, a, a huge addition. The one thing I was disappointed about in guys who left, as of right now, Zach, and you may you may take this as a shock. As of right now, I am okay with every person who has entered the portal except one. There was one guy that I wanted to stay, and it was Sean Phillips. Uh, I think Sean Phillips' upside was was big time. The rest of the guys, I think they were where they were at. Like that was what you got from the guys this year. I think is who they are. But Sean Phillips has a, ha, I think, has a very high ceiling, and I would love, love to see if he could pull uh, um, Sean Phillips back in uh, from the portal um, because I think he could be a huge part of this team for the next two years. Um, some other news about the current team. Uh, Tyrell Ward announced that he will be staying with the team. Uh, obviously, Tyrell is was a highly recruited player out of high school, and you saw his flashes. Uh, he's going to grow and mature in this offseason, uh, and I'm excited about him staying as well. Yeah, so isn't that crazy? To, to, to quickly interrupt you. Yeah, go ahead. Isn't go that, ahead. Isn't that crazy that in this day and age, you got guys coming out announcing, hey, I'll be back at LSU next year. Yeah, year two. Of, already yeah, on the no roster. Kidding. You have like, 1,100 guys in the portal for basketball. I mean, just – 1,100? Yeah, it's stupid. It's insane, man. Um, so, two more guys that I'm excited about, three potential, okay? Um, here's the three names. Number one, the one, the one I would be most confident that LSU is going to land is Carlos Stewart from Santa, uh, uh, Santa Clara. Carlos is another guy, just like the other three guys that are already committed, that at any given night can drop 20, any given night. Um, he averaged, uh, I believe it was 19 points a game this season uh, at Santa Clara, and he is a Baton Rouge native. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has been a focus, just like Brian Kelly did. You go get Jalen Cook, you go get Jordan Wright, I, you know, y'all are saying all but confirmed. I think Carlos Stewart is is that type of guy. Yeah, uh, all all but confirmed. Um, if he doesn't come, I wouldn't be super surprised if he doesn't come. But I, I wouldn't be. Uh, I, he's he's probably going to be a tiger. I'm just I'll just say that. Um, any night can drop twenty. Any night, Joe Girard. Joe Girard is a sharpshooter out of Syracuse with big time experience and big time play like like minutes in 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 the Big Ten, who in my opinion the Big Ten and the Big Twelve are the two best conferences in terms of of, of basketball. Like like this year, I don't think the SEC was it. I think the Big Ten and the Big Twelve were your two best conferences, and Joe Girard is. A sharpshooter. I mean, he sh- shoots thirty-eight percent over his four years at Syracuse. So he's going to be a, dra- a graduate transfer. He yeah. was on visit at LSU today. He is he is still there. Um, uh, I think he's going to be there for the whole weekend. Um, so yeah, they they really like J- Joe Girard. The only problem with like if you land Jalen Cook, Joe Girard. And um, Carlos Stewart is you're looking at a pretty small uh, guard room. Like they're all like Jalen Cook is six foot, and Joe Girard and Carlos Stewart are six one. All of them are great scorers. All of them are great scorers. Um, but I mean, they are pretty. Like if you put those three on the court. You risk kind of being undersized a little bit. By, by the way, I see y'all's comments, guys. I totally misspoke. It's ACC. Y'all, y'all right. Um, so I'm pretty excited about those guys. Um, Carlos Stewart, Joe Girard. Um, Joe Girard is a guy you when he entered the portal, he is he was we were on the list of names that have contacted him, but you looked at that and you're like, no chance. Like LSU has a shot. But now that he's here on a visit, like very likely. Like he, LSU is absolutely in the mix. Yeah. Um another one is BJ Mack. I haven't heard anything about BJ Mack in a while. BJ Mack was on a visit at LSU. I believe it was last weekend. The only 
iffiness I have about BJ Mack is you were his very first visit, and I think he has like three more visits uh, for the next consecutive weekends. Yeah. Uh, three or four. So you don't get to kind of close the deal. Like you don't get to be his last guy. You were his first one. We'll see how it is with him. He averaged 16 points a game at Wolford this past year, and he's he's got size. He's like, I think he's 6'8 or 6'10. Um, so needless to say, Zach, with all of that, all of that update, I, I know that was a lot. Um, Matt McMahon has been at work in the portal, and he is looking at guys, I think, with a lot more talent than what you were looking at last year. Um, and I think guys like Trey Hannibal, Tyrell oh. Ward, and Derek Fountain are going to stay with some of this talent. Because I, I think Derek Fountain uh, and, and and Trey Hannibal were kind of the heart of your team. Yeah. Like the heartbeat, like the guys who are out there working every time. Like they it's do. been a really crappy season, but they're out there still playing. Yep. Um, and I think that's kind of why you've seen them stay around. Um, so some I was reading that comments down there. Sorry about Robert from Robert. Maybe you can pop that up here in a second. Um he, uh, talking about Joe. He declared for the NBA draft. For Joe, I've seen that he declared for the NBA draft. Uh, If you're talking about Joe Girard, he is literally in Baton Rouge right now. So I don't think he's declaring. I haven't seen anything about that. That would, I mean, that would have to be like a really recent update. Um, so I think pairing like Derek Fountain, Trey Hannibal, Tyra Ward, and even Jalen Reed, like a guy who you know has some size, like wing who can still clearly be developed. I mean, Tyra Ward and Jalen got Jalen Reed are guys who need some development and can be some great players. You pair those yeah. four guys with some real talent coming out of the portal. Like I, I listed you five guys that, that this past year put up over 20 points in multiple games, multiple games. So, um, so way too soon. If we, if we land those guys you just discussed, and the guys that are on right now stay. What is a way too early starting five? Way too early starting five. Um, you're gonna have Jalen Cook. You'll have Joe Girard. Um, Jalen Cook at the one. Joe Girard at the two. Will Baker at the five. Uh, Derek Fountain four. Um, would be your three. I just don't think you would put Jalen Cook, Carlos Stewart, and Joe Girard out there at the same time. So maybe Trey Hannibal at the three, since he's such a bullish, like since yeah, he's like such that. a bullish type player. Um, maybe Jalen Reed because of his sides, because of his size. Maybe another. Oh, 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 Corey Chess. Corey Chess very well could be your three start. I mean, he could very well break the starting lineup this okay. year. Okay, uh, because he's that good. Um. Okay, so some of these guys are testing the NBA waters. No age at that. Okay. He declared and entered the portal at the same time. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, Jalen Cook was like that too, but he Jalen Cook has since pulled his name out. So um, they maintain their eligibility, and they test the waters, and and there's been several guys who's done that. I think Darius Days did that one year. He didn't enter his name in the portal. Um, but anyways, those have been your update. Um, Matt McMahon's very active, and, and – I think the exciting part is, is these are players who are who can make LSU really compete if you land some of these guys. I mean, Will Baker really elevates LSU's play immediately. Um, I mean, that's is, is, this a, is Will Baker better than KJ Williams? Like, what is Will Baker compared to KJ Williams? Oh, um, I mean, well, KJ's got more experience, and and I think was just a more well-rounded player. Um, I would say Will Baker would be right there with KJ, like talent-wise right. and what he did for the team this past year. Will Baker can absolutely fill that role. Absolutely. Massive. All right, Zach. Uh, I think there's people showing up to my house to drop some food off. Um, Let's take a quick break. We've li- yeah, we've had a list of people dropping some food off since we've had the baby. So I think we need to hit a quick break and then come back and wrap it up right after this. All right, let's do it. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter. TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, 
Make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, guys, we're back, and I'm going to close the show for Reagan so he can uh, deal with the people visiting his house. Of course, uh, he, he did have uh, – they did have the baby. Him and McKenna did have the baby not long ago, so they have people, of course, visiting, wanting to see the baby, and uh, baby Luca, and uh, giving them food. So, uh, Which I've gotten to see Luca twice, man, and I'm, I'm, I love getting to see my nephews. Uh, I know they're super excited uh, about that now having their second uh, boy. So, look, guys, uh, big weekend for LSU. They have a chance to win the series tonight. Uh, of course, you know, depending on how tonight goes, uh, a potential to sweep tomorrow. Uh, really hope they get it done tonight, though. you got to have a really good outing from Ty Floyd. You want him to go five or six. I, I want LSU uh, – excuse me, Ty Floyd to go five or six innings. And I really believe that if he goes five or six innings, LSU is going to win this ballgame. I truly believe that. So we're going to see how tonight goes. Exciting things happening on uh, the court as men's and women's basketball is getting into the transfer portal. You know, potentially a massive, massive addition for Kim Mulkey if she can land Haley Van Lith. And uh, you've already seen the work that um, – Matt McMahon is doing and already landing some Baton Rouge, I shouldn't say Baton Rouge, but Louisiana natives, some more guys that are potential commits to Matt McMahon and his makeover at LSU. So we're going to see how it all shakes out, and we will cover it here in the Tigers Avenue. We'll be back on Monday, and we will discuss it all. Five Star here, take us out. Peace.